Welcome to the One Crossing Podcast. Here you can find past sermons along with other exclusive content. Our prayer is that God will move in your life even when you are on the go. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, hello, Crossing Church. Are you, be, are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you glad to be with the people of the Lord? God is so good. He, he, he is so good. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord? Amen. So am I. I want it to sink down deep into my heart. I want it to change who I am. I want to be a better man when I walk out of this place than when I walked into this place. And I hope you want to be a better person when you walk out than when you walked in because God has done a work in your life. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm wanting. I want to welcome all uh, of our campuses that are joining with us again. Isn't it good to stretch your legs a little, to lift up your hands a little, to open up those lungs a little and let your voice go out a little bit and let the let God hear that, let the Holy Spirit inhabit that, let the angels sing along with that. Isn't that good? It is so good. I'm glad that we have the opportunity to be together. If you're online, uh, I, I know what that feels like. <laughs> you know what that feels like. And uh, I know that some of you need to stay home and you need to stay online. And God has graced us and given us that ability to do that as well. And uh, we're going to be looking forward to seeing everybody real soon because there is, there is no weapon that can be formed against the church that can prosper. And that includes viruses or anything else uh, because God is greater. God is greater. Now, yeah, Whew. we got to go back to March 8th. We got to go back to March 8th of this year to remember what it was like to worship all together, right? And what it was like, what it, what it felt like to, to worship together. I have been missing this. Have you been missing this? I've been missing this. I have so looked forward to it. And even though it's still a long way from what uh, it, it used to be because we have to do this incrementally, we have to do this in stages, we're together again. And I praise God for that. That's a good thing. So while I'm caught up in all the excitement of that, I'm feeling so good about that. Even, even before I have time to catch my breath, even before you have time to catch your breath, even a little. The ugliness of racism and police brutality is thrust upon us, along with the responses and the reactions that followed it. And I have a question for you. Who are we to look to? Where do we get our answers? Who can right these wrongs? Who can bring us together for healing? Honestly, I have felt powerless. Just powerless. Who am I? Who am I to speak to this? What gives me the right? to think that I might have some sort of insight for a forward direction to provide hope in all of this. And then, huh, Monday at about one o'clock, God reminded me of who he is and who I am because of who he is. 
our solutions were never and will never be within the power or the will of man. We've never been able to come up with a solution, nor will we ever be able to come up with a solution because our problems are far, far beyond our ability to control them, and they always have been. I agree with the Apostle Paul. I'm so glad we're in the book of Romans. I thought to myself, I gotta preach the book of Romans in 30 minutes? God can raise a man from the dead. He's been dead for four days. He can raise a man from the dead who's been dead for three days. And he can preach the book of Romans in 30 minutes. I agree with, listen, I, I agree with the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7, verses 14 to 20, and then verse 24. Listen to what it says. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. Sold as a slave to sin, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, <laughs> that's what I do, what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it's the sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. And in verse 24, he says, Oh, it's so true. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? What makes a man in a position of authority put his knee on a man's neck and hold it there five minutes after he stops breathing? Here's the answer. It's sin that does that. What makes other officers stand there and let it happen without coming to the man's aid? It's sin that does that. What makes people retaliate by violence and looting and burning and vandalism and profanity? It's sin that does that. Brothers and sisters, we have a problem. We have always had a problem. And we can't talk our way out of it. We can't reason our way out of it. We can't negotiate our way out of it. We can't burn our way or fight our way or scream our way or kill our way out of it. We can't save ourselves. We never could. We need a savior. And we're not going to find him in your house or in the state house or in a white house we can only find him in his house we can only find him in his heavenly house and we all have access to that house 
And we have to go there, and we have to go there together. Because it's there where we find the cure. In his house. Today, I, I'm not here to tell you what I think. Because what I think doesn't matter. And neither does what you think. Today, you know what we need? We need to hear what God thinks. And more than that, we need to hear about what he's done about it. And I'm the one tasked with speaking it because of what it says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 14. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without somebody preaching to them? And so today... All of us together, let's hear from Almighty God together. Amen. It is no accident that I was scheduled to speak on the book of Romans today because this is the book that acts as a master key to open all the doors of life and faith and eternity. There's a key verse to that truth. It happens in the first chapter of the book of Romans, uh, verse 16 and verse 17, it says this. The Apostle Paul declares, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. First for the Jew and then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. In Romans, we find our answers. We find our answers for this problem and every other problem. And by the way, brother and sister, we have a problem. We have a sin problem. And God points that out right away in verse 18. He says this, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. There are no, there's no such thing as little sinners and big sinners. Just sinners. We're all just sinners. You are and I am, all of us are. And every one of us needs a savior. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, the Apostle Paul makes it plain. He says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Do you know why we have racist tendencies? You know why we lie? Do you know why we steal? Do you know why we hurt each other? Do you know why we have family problems and marriage problems and self-esteem problems and emotional problems and depression problems and addiction problems and social problems? It's because we're all in the same boat. You know, it's the USS sinful and it's sinking. And there's only one escapable result to this. The Bible declares death. It's in Romans 6, 23, first part of the verse. It says, for the wages of sin is death. And that is a stark truth. 
But alongside of that problem, listen to me, God has provided a solution. You know, we just read a little while ago, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, but you can't stop there. You got to read verse 24. You can't just read 23. You got to read 24 and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We just read the first half of Romans 6.23 about the wages of sin, what we deserve because of our sin. But we got to go on and read the second half of the verse. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want God to explain his solution to you right now. God will explain that solution in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. You see, Paul writes, at just the right time, you know, I got to stop right there, just the right time. You know, God's never early, is he? But he's never late. He's always right on time. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, when we were still powerless, when you were still powerless, when I was still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Listen, you can do you. That's what everybody says. You do you. You can do you, but you can't fix you. Can't do it. Our televisions, our social media feeds, and our own conversations constantly remind us just how broken we all are. They remind us of how needy we are for a Savior. But he's been there. And he's here right now. And here's what he's telling you. Do you want to hear what Jesus has to tell you? Romans 8, 1 through 4. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How many of you needed to hear that? Because everybody's condemning everybody. Everybody's condemning everybody. But God says, in Christ Jesus, there is now no condemnation. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, A lot of us have seen a lot of law and a lot of powerlessness, haven't we? What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature God did, God did, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful men in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to to the spirit. Condemnation is gone. Can I get an amen or not? Condemnations are gone. Chains are gone. The chains of racism are gone and bigotry gone. Chains of anger and retaliation of violence and bitterness and rage and hostility. 
only through Jesus because he breaks those chains. He sets us free. And listen, only he can set us free. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. And I need to live in that truth. I need to breathe it in. I need to exhale it. People need to hear it. Oh, so desperately people need to hear it. And it has to begin here. It has to begin here. It has to begin with the people of God. The people of God cannot be silent. The people of God can't wait for storms to blow over. The people of God have to speak the word of God to the people because we all need it. And the word of God teaches us that Jesus took the greatest injustice. He took the greatest unfairness. He took the greatest suffering. He took the greatest loss because he had the greatest love. He had the greatest compassion. He had the greatest patience. He had the greatest kindness and the greatest gentleness and faithfulness and the greatest self-control. And we need Jesus. Amen. God has a plan. God has a plan for his people. And it's not a plan just for eternity. It's a plan for now. God has a plan for his people. We talk about it around here all the time. It's an upper story plan. God has an upper story plan for his people. We want to be down in the lower story. What All this stuff that's got stirred on our, our hearts, all lower story stuff, right? But there's an upper story. And the upper story is there where he is. He's the only one that has ownership of the upper story. And he has an upper story plan for every life, for every sinner, and we're all sinners. You know, when we get to chapter 9 of the book of Romans, all the way through 11, the apostle Paul writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that God still has a plan for his people Israel. And you know what those those scriptures remind me when I read through them and when you read through them this week is that God is a faithful God. Even when we're a faithless people, he is still a faithful God. He never abandons us. Scripture says even when we're faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. He has a plan. He has an upper story plan, a good plan. But in order for us To be able to receive that plan into our hearts, we must put away our plans. And we need to place ourselves in his hands for his plan. Now, how do I make that work? How do I make this work in my life? Well, that's why he wrote chapter 12 to chapter 16. Because... (laughs) We can't have a disconnection between what we say we believe and then how we live. You know what? The church has been plagued by that. People fill the world that call themselves Christians because they accept a set of beliefs. But if your beliefs don't match how you live, there's something wrong with your beliefs, right? God doesn't want lip service. The Bible says that the gospel is not a matter of talk. It's a matter of action. How do I apply these truths in my everyday life? Well, let's see what it says. Let's see what God has to say to us 
You know, these aren't my words. These are God's words, right? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Wow. Really? Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, because that is your spiritual act of worship. And do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. This is what we're seeing. We're seeing and, we, and participating in conformity to the pattern of this world. This world has a pattern. It's a sinful pattern. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love it. I love it that it says, be transformed by the renewing. It doesn't say transform by renewing. It says be transformed by the renewing. And that's a big difference because it means you're not doing it by yourself. Because you never could. You can't do any of this without the Holy Spirit in your heart and your life. He's the only transforming influence that you can have. And if you don't have the Lord in your life, you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, well, you're, you're just doing nothing. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Huh. Now man thinks highly of himself. But God says, do not think highly of yourself, but with sober judgment. Man thinks lip service and virtue signaling. But God says to hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, and think of others above yourself. Man thinks about the First Amendment, but God tells us to live by the Great Commandment. Man thinks, get what you can, can what you get, put a lid on it and sit on it. But God says... Romans 12, 12 to 21. Listen to me. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful what, to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not, do not, do not 
be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The Bible's clear. The Bible's true and the Bible's right. Man thinks blank the police. Man thinks blank authority. But God says, be subject to governing authorities. Now, you know what? The Apostle Paul wrote that when Nero was the emperor. Nero, the ruler who would not only torture and kill countless Christians, but would actually kill Paul himself. Goes on and on in the book of Romans of how we are to live our lives because this is what God has called his people to do. Now, my wife has been involved in preschool ministry most of her adult life. Today, today is our 37th wedding anniversary. Yeah, you need to clap for her because it's, I've been her burden to bear. I'm glad she loves children. There are lots of reasons to love little children. And her favorite verses of scripture are the ones where Jesus bids little children to come to him. For such is the kingdom of heaven, he said. And he said that we need to become like little children in order to inherit the kingdom. Little children aren't racist. They have to be taught that in their life. Little children, they see the differences in skin color and they see it with wonder and interest and ask questions without judgment. But they have to learn the rest. Look how far we've come backwards. Look how far we have come backwards. No more. No more of this. As the little children of God, we have to take up the refrain. Romans 8, 31 to 39. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring a charge against those whom God hath chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us right now. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribute, uh, trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, 
In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is our message. This is our truth. This will change the world. This is the cure. We hold the cure. We hold the cure. We cannot be silent. We cannot be silent. And where the cure fits, speak it. When you see a circumstance or a situation, you speak the words of God. Yes. Not your words. Your words won't do a thing. But God's words, they spoke the universe into existence. The word of God has power. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is able to divide between soul and spirit and joint and marrow. Do you know what the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 after Simon Peter finished preaching that sermon? It says those people were cut to their heart. And they said, what do we do? What do we do? What we do is we bring people to the foot of the cross and stay there with them because that's when they'll get the cure. We're moving to a time of decision. Thank you for joining us. A special thank you to those of you that choose to give to this ministry. It's because of your generosity that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit thecrossing.net forward slash podcast for more information. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, tagging One Crossing on social media. Thank you so much for listening.